spit, boy. Podcast hosted by myself, Turk, man. And we got my nigga Frank with me, you know what I'm saying? Uh, another week better, another week clever, you know what I'm saying? And shit, man. Hey, man, how you feel, man? How your week been going so far, man? Hey, hey I'm blessed, man. I've been working a lot, man. Working like a slave about this bad thing, but you know, I'm blessed. How about I you, man? Man, saying this way, man, just working, going through the motions, man. Working, going through the motions, man. Past the time, shit like that, man. But this won't be a podcast unless we brought y'all what's been going on in the world and the conversations y'all think about, we think about. So let's get right to it, man. Earlier, we was talking, we was discussing Adam 22. He has the No Jumper podcast or whatever. And, you know, he done blew up over the, eh, probably a little bit before the pandemic years, going into the pandemic, probably like 2018, 2019, he started getting bigger than 2020. So like everybody took off because everybody was at home. So uh, Adam 22 was getting scrutinized now because he lost a lot of uh, people from his crew because I believe he did an interview with like a neo-Nazi, a retired Nazi or some shit like that. And it was coming off the heels of some rumblings that's been occurring over at the whole network they got over there. You know what I'm saying? And as we know, he employs a lot of black, black people, uh, former gangbangers, shit like that. You know what I'm saying? So, I, well, I feel like Joe Button has always been calling him a culture vulture. I hadn't put so much thought into it because I didn't really watch him like that. But, the curtain is coming down. It's becoming more evident that he only around the culture for the bread, like a lot of these other guys, man. So I, I want, hold on. You you think that? I don't mean to interrupt, but you think that because he interviewed a Nazi? Because I, I I think I interview a racist dude like a Nazi or a white supremacist or a KKK nigga, if given the chance. No, you know what I'm saying? Nah, I'm not knocking him for that. Uh, from what I heard. He was doing the interview, but he wasn't providing any pushback. It was just a lot of agreeing. So I feel like us being black, we're naturally going to give pushback because we, um, as black people, we've been through what they've been through, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? Not to, you know, don't shut us down out there in the podcast world. You know what I'm saying? Spotify, y'all. I'm just saying that I feel like, you know, we'll be a little bit more objective in the conversation. We're not just going, you know, because it's not a real interview at that point. You know what I'm saying? Like you're interviewing to get their perspective, but to also provide pushback to, you know, get the tough questions and the tough answers out. You know what I'm nah, saying? If I got you. I got you. With, I, and I hate to say it. I don't, I don't want to say because he's white, maybe he didn't give pushback because I don't think that's what it was, but I just feel like, for whatever reason, if it's what two, three all white guys and nobody's providing pushback to the conversation, 
and what's what happened and what's going on or whatever, you know what I'm saying, and how that's being affected even today. And it's like, well, what what was this for? You know what I'm saying? To give praise. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it, it it's I'm not knocking him for that and saying that he's a culture vulture. I'm knocking him because I feel like the way he came up was on the heels of black people. I feel like he started off, you know, interviewing rappers and uh, like underground rappers. I, I feel like he started surrounding himself with, you know, people of the culture of the streets. You know what I'm saying? Like out in L.A., you know what I'm saying? To to give that visual image that he's, you know what I'm saying, involved or understands the experience. And then, you know, lately he's been getting away from that and letting them kind of control that situation while he kind of, you know, branches off to, I guess, what he really wanted to do. I'm not sure. You know what I'm saying? But it just doesn't seem genuine. It doesn't seem genuine. You know what I'm saying? Like, so the, so the question you were asking, is he a culture vulture? Ultimately, is he a culture vulture? Let me get your take, then we, I'm going to further it a little bit. Because I, I watch some of his shit, but I feel like the interviews that I typically watch, he's not in the room. It's like, I don't know if it's AD and Homeboy got their own shit, but those are the, the interviews or the clips that I end up clicking on. You know what I'm saying? If I see Adam 22, I'm not like, never really been interested in his take. I always thought he was taking like, you know, the mode from uh Vlad and, and trying to run with it. It and to come to find out his history, how he wasn't involved in hip hop culture like Vlad was, that's one thing we can get of Vlad. Vlad always been into hip hop. We know the history and, and you know, et cetera. But as far right. as Adam twenty two, I don't I don't even think he really listened to rap like that. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't think he ever Maybe when one of the artists came on here, like, you know, reference a song or two, but I don't think he even checked out their whole catalog. I don't even think he, like, a a real, like, hip-hop head. And it's odd that he built a hip-hop platform and, you know, did his thing with it because he got a big show. But I always question, like, why Adam-22, this white, tatted-up dude, and not another black guy, we got a bunch of black people that, and that do the same type of shit that he do. You know what I'm saying? Hip-hop networks and shit. Uh, right. I can't think of any names right now, but people know what I'm talking about. Like, And they do the exact same thing as Adam-22, but it's just not as big. And I always question, like, why not, man? You know what I'm saying? What did Adam-22 do differently that these other artists didn't do? And I can't come up with that answer, man. But to answer your question... I do think he's a culture vulture. And I hate to even bring up that name, culture vulture or whatever. Because uh, I don't think he was really a hip-hop head, man. For him to become a millionaire off of our culture is kind of fucked up. And to come to find out that he was on some pedo shit, and, you know, yeah. talking talking shit behind, you know, supposed to be homies, which was AD. AD spoke out about it, said he hurt his feelings. That's why he left the show, da-da-da-da. He was just talking shit about all of them behind their back. But essentially, he was using them. Right. I, I'm, sure, I'm sure they was making pennies at first, but once they got their own name and once people start becoming interested in them, instead of Adam-22, like I said, like the clips that I watched, I feel like they was on, on Adam-22's channel, but he was nowhere in, in nowhere in the clip. You know what I'm saying? It was 
two black guys, AD, I keep forgetting the other dude, man, the uh, pimp dude, and and they'll be sitting on the couch with a random, like, L.A. dude, and it'll be mad interesting, you know what I'm saying? They'll be talking about some good shit, and I feel like he saw that happening, and he, and like you said, he want to go a different direction, but what direction is that? I feel like he built his platform on hip-hop. I don't feel like he can do, like, a DJ Vlad and interview fucking Dr. Umar and fucking Marlon Wayans and shit. I don't think it looks the same as, as a, a Vlad TV. You know what I'm saying? But, yes, he's a coach. Mm-hmm. coach you know what I'm saying? That's a fact. Like, I, I definitely agree with everything you, like, everything you just said, even with the Vlad reference, because – that's something that we spoke about earlier as well is it's like, you know, at least Vlad is actually connected to the culture based off his history from, from even when people didn't know him and they knew he was a nigga with the camera, you know what I'm saying? Yada, da, da, you know what I'm saying? Now, I still kind of got reserved feelings on Vlad a little bit, but I also have some type of respect for Vlad and how he actually went and built his platform up. You know what I'm saying? Like he hasn't strayed away. It's even to the point where it's even to the point where he has other people interviewing people, but it's still all for the culture. You know what I'm saying? Ain't like Vlad. You know he got popping. He like, all right, now I'm about to do all country and rock and roll and right. punk rock and all that shit. And you know I don't mean to cut you off. I'm gonna let you your take, but uh, I I really don't like the other interviews. The other interviewers on Vlad channel, like. If Vlad's not interviewing a person, like, I really don't watch it. I don't really don't want to watch it. Even Lou Nail and them, it's like, it just ain't the same, man. I'm, you know, Vlad it just does it his way, and I think it's brilliant the way he does it. Like, even though he, he say some fuck shit sometimes, but for the most part, how he set up his interviews and how he, you know, get people to open up about certain shit that I didn't think they would open up about. I think it's interesting, man. Right. And other you, people you know, like Lunell, I don't think she as interesting <laughs> as uh, Vlad when she's interviewing or the, the other, the black guy from Cali or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just don't like them. Right. You know what's crazy is just like, when you sit here and you sit and you said like, why do white, like, why, why, why are the white people essentially getting like all of the work that we feel like some of these black platforms should have. And I feel like it's, it's kind of, I mean, I feel like it's black people fault in a sense. Cause I feel like, I feel like, uh, it's, it's, it's kind of like the Larry Bird effect. Where it's like, it's like this white boy right here is different. You know what I'm saying? I feel like it's always a white dude in our culture that gives us a different feeling that makes them seem special. And I feel like, like you said, one thing you always say is Vlad is a great interviewer. He asks really good questions. You can tell he takes his time and prepare, and that makes for a great interview. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like we don't even give, like, black platforms that do that sometimes the benefit of the doubt. I feel like lately, if you exclude, like, the drink champs and the Joe Buds and all that stuff that we know now, the only interview kind of dialogue podcast, I mean, interview podcast is the dialogue with the other dude who Vlad felt like he was biting off of him. But I feel like his shit is good and his shit is interesting. I feel like he asks a lot of the thought-provoking questions that everybody really want to know, but it's still not a Vlad, you know what I'm saying? Now, maybe because Vlad got, you know, more, you know, time in it, 
But I feel like we just kind of sensationalize, you know what I'm saying, like when white people do it, whether they had a good interview or not. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if I agree with that, though, because I feel like if if Joe Budden was to do the interview, it would be more interesting than Vlad. I feel like Vlad is just a, you know what I'm saying, he's just a great interviewer. You know what I'm saying? I feel like Joe Budden did it as well. When he get people on his podcast or when he did his little, you know, sit-downs one-on-one, he was the same way, but I, I feel like I wouldn't say we sensationalize white people because I don't watch too many other white platforms besides Vlad. And like I said, I didn't watch Adam-22 shit when he was on it. I only watched it with AD and Homeboy, so I can't say we sensationalize it, but I can see why you can think that with Adam-22, you know, bald head, white boy, tatted up. You know what I'm saying? Act like he he with the coach with the shits like he ain't scared of nothing. You know what I mean? I can see or Jack Harlow. I, I can see what you mean or what, what you're saying because white people not like. I mean, as, uh, they're essentially part of the culture, but they're not really part of the culture. You know what I mean? Like I don't know how to like yeah. really word that, but when, when a nigga like Jack Harlow pop out or Eminem, like they do put them niggas on the pedestal. You know what I'm saying? I get that, but I don't feel like it's when you're talking about in the interview space. I don't know if I agree with that with the whole Vlad and Homeboy. I can't, I can't remember Homeboy name, but he ain't fucking with Vlad when it comes to the interviewing. Like, and he does have like good episodes, but like you said, it ain't Vlad. Like, and it's not me D riding. It's just I just feel like the dude is just a brilliant interviewer. You know what I'm saying? Like he's friendly with people. He get them to, like. The way he sets it up is, like, brilliant. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I can't stop watching any. I told you I went on a high haters when my, when he wouldn't apologize to, you know, the, uh, uh what's the, uh, the Muslim name? Mm, Muhammad? Farrakhan. Yeah, Farrakhan. When he wouldn't apologize. Damn, I'm, see, I'm, I'm going to apologize now. Goddamn. Apologize to Farrakhan. But when Vlad wouldn't apologize to Farrakhan, like, I, I really stopped listening to him for a few months. But it's like the people that he get on there, like, you know what I'm saying? The people we ain't seen in a long time, we, he get them to open up, tell us what they've been doing. Like, you know, it's hard not to click on his his channel, man. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know if I agree with the whole, you know, sensationalize the white people, especially in the podcast or interview space. Because I feel like Joe Rogan is a brilliant nigga too, man. It's, it's not a lot of black people fucking with him, in the, you know, in the podcast space. And it's not because he white. The nigga just... He's a brilliant dude, you know what I'm saying? He talk about a lot of interesting shit that I like, you know what I'm saying? And a lot of black people don't. A lot of black people do the same shit. Like, essentially, you know, I feel like if you heard five po- black podcasts, you pretty much heard them all, you know what I'm saying? We come with a little different flavor, you know what I'm saying? Different interesting shit, you know what I'm saying? But, yeah, I, no, I, I, you know, I, I, all I, I, of them is, is, is lo- along the same line, you know what I'm saying, essentially. Well, my bad, you go for it. No, that's the fact. I, I I can I can understand what you're saying. Um, um, I I feel like because Vlad is exceptional at interviewing, you know what I'm saying. He's just always gonna stand out. You know what I'm saying. But besides that, though, like, let, I I I, I want to throw some names out, and I want to know if you think they're a culture vulture or not. You know what I'm saying. So we we went through Adam Twenty Two a little bit already. He kind of in the culture vulture box. 
I kind of know how you feel about Vlad already, but I'm gonna throw his name out there. Is Vlad a culture vulture? I, I really don't think so. <laughs> I think he of the culture, okay. man. That nigga been listening to hip hop since he was a pup. You know what I'm saying, man. And going to Rock Kim concerts and shit, you know what I'm saying? It can, it can bring up shit like that. I'm not saying, like, you know, he care about black people, but he care about the culture in, in some sense. I'll tell you. All right. Is uh, Peter Rosenberg, Rosenberg a culture vulture? I don't think Peter a culture vulture either, man. I think he a hip-hop head as well. I mean, you know, he ride with his Jewish people. Like, I don't feel like. He for all the, well, he is, you know, for most of the black causes. But, you know, he stand for his people as well. But I, I don't think he a coach vote, you know. Okay. Do you feel like Rory, with Rory and Mal, you feel like Rory is a coach vote? No, I don't think Rory a coach vote. I think it's a Kappa. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, yeah, who? Yeah, Kappa, nigga. A white boy Kappa. You know what I'm saying? Like, in a black fraternity. You know what I'm saying? I don't think I don't think Rory's a culture vulture. I feel like he always been in the culture. You know what I'm saying? Like, he ain't no black fraternity. He ain't no white capitalist. He ain't no black capitalist. Yeah, he's go, well, look up, look at YouTube right now. He's stepping with black niggas in the black capital fraternity. Like, I'm not capping. Like Rory for real. Nigga. Like most of his friends are black. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't think he a culture vulture. No, I think he corny at times. But like most of the time, you know. But no, nah, I think he other coach. Okay, okay. Damn, I, 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 that's most of the people I could think of that come to mind when we talk about the podcast space. But I think Adam uh, I don't, don't want to mention Joe Rogan. Rogan. Huh? I think Adam 22 is a coach of Vulture. But yeah, yeah. I, yeah I I, you know, I think, yeah. I, I don't think Joe is as interested. At, well, I guess he's friends with Freddie Gibbs and shit like that. But I don't put him in that box, though. Yeah. Like, Joe's going to be, Joe Rogan is. He was he's he's already what he, what he is, whether or not he got Snoop or Freddie Gibbs or whoever on that. You know what I'm saying? I feel like his podcast was already what it was gonna be, regardless weird. if he got black people on that or not. But uh, that's why I didn't want to mention his name because I I didn't look at him like a culture vulture. You know what I'm saying? I don't think his podcast or anything he does is centered around um, uh, gaining. Uh, uh, gaining with off the like profiting off of black people. I don't look at Joe Rogan like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but I can't think of I can't think of nobody else. I feel like those like some of the top white people that come to mind when you're thinking about podcasting in the media these days. You got any people that's coming to mind that you might want to include on the list? I think Takashi's a culture vulture. You know what I'm saying? Oh man, the cops are Mexican, man. What you mean, man? We can't be a culture vulture. He's a culture vulture. Man. Man. But uh, <laughs> you know, Jack Harlow's a culture vulture, and I hate to say that, but yeah, I mean, he's been rapping since he was a kid. But you see how he grew up. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like he's more in a poppy space, but he try to be around black people and shit as much as possible. You know what I mean? I feel like he. You could say that about most white people, though. I mean, most white, like, pop stars. Like, you can say Jack Harlow. You can say, uh... Justin Bieber. What's the white rock? Definitely yeah. culture yeah. vulture. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. What's the white dude who was kind of rock star, like, 
It's a few of them out there, you know what I'm saying? But I still listen to the niggas' music, you know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't gonna cap. I still listen to Beebs, you know what I'm saying? You know, I'm an R&B nigga, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to my nigga Beebs, you know what I'm saying? I listened to Jark Harlow's new album, that shit was trash, but I was listening to Harlow before he even popped, you know what I'm saying? Like, and it wasn't because he was white. That nigga actually could float, you know what I'm saying? But he, you know, I I know he got a ceiling, and, and I didn't think he would be this big, honestly, but. He's not gonna so, get much bigger, you know what I'm saying? Like he's probably gonna have a hit here and there for the next five years, but I think he'll f- fade out. So is Eminem a culture vulture? Damn, I don't think so. We we got his history, man. He grew up with with Fife or whatever the nigga name is, going to the, the battle raps and shit. Like, I mean, you know. <laughs> I, I feel like they've been knowing each other since they was teenagers, like you know what I'm saying? Like I don't think the nigga racist, what he called, you know, maybe he got a little racist and you know what I'm saying? Then he have like called some people niggas or some shit like that. I know him did some wild shit back in the day. That niggas question or whatever, but uh I don't know, I ain't never seen that. To be I, honest. I don't know. I wouldn't say he a coach of vulture, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to put one more name out there, and then we'll, we'll move on from this. But, you know, I feel like it's prevalent that we talk about stuff like this because, you know, the conversation always comes up and, you know, rears his head. But I feel like we need to finally make it distinguish. Uh, 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 we need to distinguish, you know what I'm saying, who's culture vulturing out here. And who really for the culture? Who really trying to trying to hold us up like we need to be held up? And I feel like the last name I'm gonna come with because Joe Button keep bringing him up is Logic. Yeah, he's definitely a coach of all. I didn't he even. Has work, I, I, I never really listen to Logic, man. You know what I'm saying? I I feel I like logic I, I, it's just weird even talking about this now because i never really talked about logic before like but yeah the half black dude is a, is a coach well could he really be because he's not really looking for a black audience you know what i'm saying i think he is man you think so i don't, I, I, i'm not saying like literally looking for a black audience but i feel like he wants to be respected as a rapper you know what I'm saying? And that doesn't come from the validation of white people. That comes from the people who built what rapping and hip-hop is. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like, because I don't listen to him, I don't pay attention to him at all, to be honest. Ever. But it seems like when it, it seems like when his name do come up, he's like, I don't know, complaining about something. You know what I'm saying? Not feeling like, like feeling like he's getting overlooked or some shit like that. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, I mean, it is what it is. Like, he, he he sounds like a lyricist, but he's just nobody I really care to listen to. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like he, he wants to be accepted. You know what I'm saying? Bro, but, bro I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> I heard one Logic verse ever in life, nigga. And I, I would never listen to that nigga ever again. You know what I'm saying? And... And it's fucked up as it sounds, man, because we be talking about, you know, if you black, you black. But no, that nigga, nah. I can't, you know, I don't feel like 
Nah. I feel like it's a, it's it's something to the culture, and he ain't got none of the culture really in him. Like not even like in his rhyme schemes or the way he rap or what he raps about. Like, like no. <laughs> Why we even talking about logic though, man? This nigga, man. Like, I can't believe the nigga's still relevant. Honestly, he got a following though. You know what I'm saying? Do you li- did you ever listen to the nigga? Nah, I ain't never listened to him. Like ever. Be like I, I like maybe a while ago when he first came out, but other than that, I never listened to him though. Like I, I like I said, like he 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 remind me of uh he remind me of, what's that one dude, the black dude with the contacts. Hospice or some shit, whatever the fuck his name was. Can rap though, you know what I'm saying? No, he can't. But that's what he reminded me of. Because once he disappeared, all of a sudden logic pop up, and I'm like, who the fuck is this? You know what I'm saying? Uh, and the dude, uh, what's his name? Hos- Hos- Hopkins. Hopkins. But, uh, Hopkins or whatever. Yeah. yeah but, rap his ass off. Logic, logic, one fucking with him. But let me ask you them same questions. Do you think anybody you just asked me about that I said isn't a culture vulture is a culture vulture? Uh, I don't know how I feel about Rosenberg. I'm not saying that I think he's a culture vulture, but I, I, I just don't know how I feel about him all the way. You know what I'm saying? And especially, you know, after the, all the Kanye shit happened and the thoughts and opinions that he had on how he felt about it, you know, one thing I can say is, I guess the people who maybe felt aware about Kanye that wasn't really good in the hip hop world, I didn't really see them come out and say nothing negative. But the people who felt like Kanye wasn't lying or he had some truth to what he was saying, they came out and spoke. And then everybody else just came out and it just seemed like they was with the system. And I feel like he fell in that line. You know what I'm saying? Him, Ebro, the other chick or whatever. That's why I don't really fuck with him no way. But I feel like, you know, as far as Rosenberg, he he he's like he's like a hip hop head, don't get me wrong, but it's like something about him I can't put my finger on as to why I feel like he's profiting off the culture. You know what I'm saying? Without having to go through what, you know what I'm saying? Like, what this shit is really about. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's what I feel like it boils down to. Like, man, you gotta, you gotta, uh, you gotta give some blood to be able to talk about this shit. You know what I'm saying? You, 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 you have to been through something to understand what this shit is about. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, it's just like, for us as black people, we understand the reality of it. For everybody else, it's, it can only be empathy because you haven't went through it. If you went through it, that's something different. That's why I threw Eminem out there because he grew up in a poor area. He, he was around and involved in the hood. He did the battle raps to get his name up like they used to do back in the day. You know what I'm saying? He went through what we would call a hip-hop story. You know what I'm saying? A lot of these niggas was just fans, and now they found a way to slide into the system to make money off something that they just so happen to grow up in. And I'm not going to say they didn't love it, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, a spectator 
and a player is not the same thing. You know what I'm saying? You got a nigga that can call the game really, really well. You know what I'm saying? But he can't play like the nigga that's in the game. You know what I'm saying? Facts. But so, I, I feel like uh, Rosenberg, somebody that I'm just on the fence with, and I feel like one day it's going to show, but I ain't really, ain't nothing I can really, concrete I can put my finger on as to why I feel like he's a vulture. You know what I'm saying? Um, Vlad, I feel like Vlad is a vulture. I feel like, uh, I feel like it's, it's definitely subjects where if you listen to him, um, he didn't, um, he didn't, he didn't slipped up a little bit to me that kind of make it show like, yeah, I love hip hop, you know, and all of this, but he ended to make the money off what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, 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 it, it, it can be a passion for him. Don't get me wrong, but I still feel like ultimately, I'm I'm me and they're them. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I see. Uh, you know, it, I'm, that's what it always feels like to me. Like I get it, I fuck with the music, but at the end of the day, I'm me and they're them. I, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I, I feel, that's what I don't like about it. I kind of feel what you said, but I feel like that kind of that didn't come with like his his own thing. Came with whiteness, though. I think that came with him getting richer. I think that came from money, you know what I'm saying? Him just thinking he better than, than just like academics. Academics think he better than, than all these rap niggas, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I feel like that just came from money. I don't think that came from, like, just him feeling like he's a white man and he's better than black people, you know what I'm saying? I, just, I think it comes more from that. I just feel like him getting money just brought it out more. As far as academics... At the end of the day, we still see that academic flame, but we just fuck with a man because he's just been around so long. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like even now when I listen to his episodes and he say certain shit, especially when he bring up anything with women, it just showed me like, damn, bro, you, you just kind of lame. You know what I'm saying? Well, I guess what it like, is, but... But he an interesting we, nigga. We, <laughs> yeah, but we respect. I feel like I have a certain level of respect for him for how he interviews people in our culture because I honestly feel like he learned from what he did in the Chirac situation and how he was just, you know, talking and not knowing what the fuck he was talking about and speaking on people that, you know, and, and situations that he shouldn't speak on because it ain't got nothing to do with him. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like that carries over into his interviews and he can. He still knows how to be edgy, without being ignorant and just doing anything at times. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I have some type of respect for him. I just feel like he a lame. So I feel like I expect him to act the way he's acting. Yeah, I got money. I got a bad bitch now. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I, I, just, I get that. I, but with Vlad, I feel like it was already in him. But now with I got money, I feel like I could talk about it more. Not my money, but. I can say how I really feel more because I'm connected, man. I I got my son, and you know he's my he's my friend. And to me, it really just sounds like he's paying for street connections. You know what I'm saying? Like Adam Twenty Two was doing probably. Right, but I feel even with the DJ academic situation, I feel like I've seen the growth in that. And it, as crazy as it sounds, like before when he first started doing this shit, he seemed like a fan to all these people. 
now that he think he's better than him, I think that confidence make him a better interviewer. It makes for a better interview because the questions that he asks, he don't give a fuck about. He don't give a fuck if you offended now. Like, he going to get the questions out. He going to make you feel comfortable. He going to show respect. But it's just a different interviewer now than he was when he was, you know, uh, what's the name of they, him, Joe Budden, the homegirl? Everyday yeah, it, it's, he's a different person from from that because he's got money. Now. As crazy as it may sound, I feel like that confidence makes him a better interviewer. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and I feel like it's the oh, same oh, way with Vlad because if you listen to Vlad old interviews, he was a, a fan, but now he feels like nigga, I'm on y'all level. Like I'm rich. Like nigga, I'm coming to y'all like like you know like y'all regular people now, and it's it just makes for a better interview. You know what I'm saying? More so than a, a fan like. And I feel like it's the difference between, like, Vlad and the black dude that he have interviewing people on there. He be all excited and shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, just way too excited. Like, y'all remember when this, like, I don't like that shit, you know what I'm saying? You talking about academics? No, I'm talking about the black dude that Vlad be having interview people sometimes on his his platform. But, yeah, I just wanted to say that, you know what I'm saying? I think that... The confidence came from money, and, and that's what the bravado come from, and him thinking he better than people. But I still don't think the nigga a culture vulture, speaking on Vlad. That nigga a vulture. That nigga <laughs> a vulture. But, I mean, I feel where you're coming from, though. I mean, I feel like we both making good points. So, it's like, you know, you know, I can't fully disagree, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, it's, 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 it's still something to be said about everybody that we mentioned. You know what I'm saying, and and, and, and we'll, we'll see over time if if they stay solid and hold up. You know what I'm saying, but let's not let's not draw out this topic too much longer. You know what I'm saying, but I do want to keep it hip hop because, uh, well, this ain't really hip hop, but let's keep it in the music industry. Over these past, let's just say about four years, five years, four years maybe, there's been a lot of musicians and artists selling their catalogs, you know what I'm saying, for the big payout, you know what I'm saying, to, you know, I don't know, you know, maybe see some proceeds from all the work they put in, you know what I'm saying, maybe to, you know, say, fuck it, I'm done with the game, let me get all I can get, and I ain't gonna make no music no more, I can go retire and sit away with this, for whatever reason, who knows, but I've been noticing that People have been selling their catalogs, and seems like the number is getting higher and higher. So lately on the list, we had Justin Bieber, who just sold, I'm not sure how much of his catalog. I remember them referencing, like, the back page of his catalog, which I'm not sure what that means. But he sold so much of his catalog for $200 million. Now, Justin Bieber hasn't had the biggest career. He's had some huge hits. Don't get me wrong. And with him probably being, what, mid to 20s now, and he started around, what, 11 or some shit? Whenever he came out with Usher, 12, he's amassed some big hits along the way. And, you know, in the music world, it still feels like he has more time than other artists that we've been seeing selling their catalogs. But he just sold his catalog and got 20 million, which is a lot of money compared to some other people. I brought this up to see why do you think now in this day and age that people are selling their catalogs. Turk, man, what is going on that people are like, fuck it. I'm just going to get this 70 million, this 200, this 50, and 
I don't know. Do they know something we don't know? Is it the labels that got plans or is it the artists that got plans? Like, what do you think is happening right now? I, I honestly don't know why they selling it, but I feel like the price that you're saying, like 200 mil, I feel like the, the label that they're selling it to going to make way more than that on the back end. I feel like it's an early investment for the for the record label. You know what I'm saying? They're going to be able to sample his shit. And we don't know how much money these dudes make in their death because they accumulate a lot of views and a lot of streams when they pass and a lot of fucking album sales. So just right. in his death, his death, uh, Justin Bieber might see close to 100 million, you know what I'm saying, from his music and, you know, his catalog and, you know, everything that he represents because his streams going to go up. They're going to play him for like two weeks straight. We don't know how much money that is. I feel like the record label is definitely getting, you know, the the long end of the stick. They definitely coming out better than two hundred mil. Cause uh, cause sampling, they can put a price on anything they want to as far as sampling. You know what I'm saying? They can own half the song if they want to. So if you want to sample just one, ten seconds of a Justin Bieber little verse or whatever, two five seconds. They can charge you like a million dollars for that and charge you 30% of the song so they can get paid off the streams and shit too. So it's so much shit that the record label can do that I don't think these artists are looking at. And plus, they might be tight up for money, man. These dudes be having drug problems and shit. The people that you name that sell their catalogs be the people like Lil Wayne and Bieber. And it wouldn't surprise me if these dudes were running through bread. You know what I'm saying? Like, just... Hold up now, because Dr. Dre just sold his catalog. I mean, now, that could have been because of the divorce, so he probably wanted some liquid, you know what I'm saying, some money, but he just sold some in his catalog, too, now. The Dr. Dre, I don't understand. That's why I said because of the divorce, I feel like maybe, you know, he was trying to have some cash and liquid so, you know, they can, you know, finalize what he had to give or type shit. Because before that, it's just probably just, it's like stock, so to speak. Like my music is worth this, but I don't have actual that actual money in my account. You know what I'm saying? I'm just trying to do so, mad because if if R. Kelly's worth what way well over a billion dollars, we talked about this on the last episode. Mm-hmm. I feel like Dre got to be close to that too, man. Dre got a lot of fucking. He been doing that shit since the '80s, man. '80s to fucking 2000 something. You know what I'm saying? He produced for I mean, Kendrick, like. But see, I don't know how far that goes because I think it's only for the chronic and uh and uh what do you, what do you have the chronic and the chronic two thousand? So he don't own none of the NWA shit, none of the shit he did for Michelet, none of that. Shit. He got, pro- I feel like he got producer credits, but I feel like more of that was easy. He actually like the masters and all of that type of shit. Right. So. I don't know how far along the line, you know, it go into those pockets of those projects, but I know they do get his producer credits too, as far as his catalog. But I, I only think it's for, you know, like, like we mentioned, like the earlier, you know what I'm saying? Chronic, Chronic 2000, NWA. I don't think it goes beyond like, you know, I don't think it goes into like all his producer credits, like after that, like, Producing Nas and you know some of the Firm album and like you said Kendrick Lamar and right. you know Busta Rhymes and all of that type of shit. So you know I, I'm not sure, but even for what he sold, I know he got broke off with a couple hundred. 
M's maybe. I, I forget, but I got a few conspiracies on what's going on. You know what I'm saying? I feel like people have probably mentioned this before, but I feel like with what's going on with, you know, the metaverse and what they're planning to do with it, like making virtual reality, like reality being the key word. I feel like implementing the music in that is to, you know, make money and stream it in the metaverse. And it, when everybody, all these kids start wearing all of these Oculuses and other VR headsets and Apple glasses and shit, I feel like it's to put it inside of that world, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like that's going to be the future. I'm not sure how they're going to do it yet. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like it has something to do with that. And another theory I got is because, you know, lately we've been seeing a lot of talk about artificial intelligence and now how they got like AI to make you sound like anybody's voice, like the video with the white dude rapping like Kendrick and shit. (laughs) I feel like you need the right amount of data for them to curate these sounds and voices. So let's just say the record labels want to cut out the middleman, which is the artists and the producers. Well, if I got Dr. Dre catalog, I can upload all his beats and sounds and how he does a beat. And I can put it inside the AI and the AI can interpret it and formulate a Dr. Dre beat based off, you know, different, permutations of, you know, sounds and how he uses hi-hats and yada da da and the same thing with the artists. You know what I'm saying? I don't need Justin Bieber no more. I got this artificial intelligence that knew how, that knows how to download his voice. I have, I have enough songs to sync how his voice should sound, and now I can make music without all these people. Okay, my nigga getting deep, you know what I'm getting deep on that sound. That sound interesting as hell. You feel me? So it's like... Now, the music industry is on autopilot. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, we need something to, 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 to get people. Let me drop a new little name, Freestyle. Uh, I got all his... But why do you think the artists are selling them, though, at the rate that they are? I think the artists... Uh, I, like you said, it's, it's a lot of money. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of money to... A person who's been in the game and hasn't seen what he should see, hasn't seen what he what he should have seen off of his his art. Only person who has seen maybe even close to comparable to a lot of money off music is a Drake. You know what I'm saying? And that's because he's been literally on fire for the past what fifteen years. You know what I'm saying? Like consistently, nonstop. And I was still saying the first five years he wasn't making the money that he was making in the last. Seven years, nah, you know what I'm saying? Like really it's still that, it's yeah, it's still game. that stage of proving yourself. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like these last seven, eight years, he's probably made the most money he's ever gonna make. Well, not ever gonna make, but he's gonna make. Like Drake is the type of nigga that is probably making like ten million off streaming each month. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, something crazy. When you think about like that type of catalog, if they were to buy him out, what he would be worth and what they would give him would never match up, but it'd still be a lot of money. And I feel like that's what other artists are buying into. Like I've been in this game so long, 
I made a lot of good music. I've only made this, and now y'all willing to give me all of this for everything I've made? Fuck it. I'll take, I'll take 70 million. You know what I'm saying? I'll take 100. I'll take 150. You know what I'm saying? Because that's the most I've seen all at once, which I probably should have been had that I'm finally getting now. So fuck it. I'll take it. That's what I, that's how I would feel as an artist if I had accomplished some of the things that most of these guys who are selling their catalogs are doing. You know what I'm saying? But as far as the, the record labels, I feel like in the end, they still win. You know what I'm saying? One thing we was talking about uh, the other day or yesterday was if an artist is only making pennies on a dollar for each stream, and we're assuming that one stream equals a dollar, we don't even know how much one stream really equals. I'm just assuming it equals a dollar. Where is the other 90-something cent going? You know what I'm saying? Because that's the people who making all the money. Like, we keep talking about what we getting. We're not even equating what 100% is. What if one stream is really $3? It probably damn near is. Like, we don't know this. You know what it, I'm it, might, it might be down there 70, 80 cent, but they ain't getting nowhere near that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, nowhere near. It, it might as well be the same deal they get back in the day where they was getting points off each CD they sold, which is really like pennies or, you know, maybe a dollar or two. You know what I'm saying? But it's like... No matter what, they've created a system so the record labels are winning. Yeah. And I just feel like it's fucked up in the end because if if there are artists out there that do got my mindset, then I wouldn't sell my catalog. You know what I'm saying? I would I would try to ride it out to whatever the next big plan is because you also see well, sometimes because I'm talking about artists right now, I don't want to forget to add QC. They so you know what I'm saying. Yeah, they basically sold everybody's catalog, and they made it. You know, they made what they should make. I would assume. I think it was like seven hundred. Was it seven five hundred? Yeah, it was crazy. It was like, yeah, it was like a, like three hundred and fifty million, and then like it was like another hundred and fifty, and like you know, stock and something. It was. It, it made sense. I feel like for the run QC had and for the hits they made. You know what I'm saying? Because when you think about everybody over there collectively not all of them together had a run that Drake made. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, each person over there that had a nice little run made some hits from the Migos, the Cardi B, the Lil Baby, you know what I'm saying? And even the little side couple people they had that came and went. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like it makes sense. But at the same time, it also you know, it it poses the question if y'all willing to give me this, what are y'all about to do with this? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Because, yeah, and I feel like a lot of people need to ask themselves that question more because that's what's happening around. I mean, I feel like, shit, over the next two years, we're going to see a lot more people selling their catalogs because the pandemic kind of derailed how people was making money. You know what I'm saying? It, It slowed down the momentum of, you know, touring, you know what I'm saying, and just being active and being outside. And I feel like, people are kind of like stuck in a jet lag phase where they kind of like, all right, I'm about to go keep making music, but no one's being creative in how to, you know, uh, sell their music, how they were doing it. And so it seems to me, you know what I'm saying? I feel like everything was on a, you know, on autopilot. Then the pandemic happened. Now it's like, how y'all get y'all weight back up in manual mode? You know what I'm saying? When you got to do it yourself. 
Kanye been so, trying to tell us, man. Yeah, he he's seen the shit, man. Like he, hey, he been telling us we need ownership, man. And, and it's crazy because when you say it like that out loud, it's just like the the Lurker labels are just borrowing these artists, nigga. You know what I'm saying? They get ninety nine percent of the money while they under contract, then they selling all of it back to them at the end of their shit. Like it's like they they just winning. Like they own you essentially. Like you own nothing, nigga. They making the most money off of you. They renting you. You know what I'm saying? Making the most right. money off of you when they got you. Then they making the chunk of money off of you once you gone. You know what I'm saying? That's just a fact. Cause these, I, I, I would think of Justin Bieber shit would be worth more than two hundred, and uh, I would think the Migos by themselves would be worth damn near five hundred. Cause they got some few hits that's gonna be played for you know forever. Like you know what I'm saying, bad and it's, it's they got a few hits that's gonna be sampled, and and, and when they pass, man, you know how I many niggas gonna stream the Mingo? And I hate to talk about like people passing and shit, but we really don't know how much money people make from dying. And when people die, we know they make a shit ton of money, man. You know what I'm saying? Life insurance plus the streams and the record sales, like, it goes crazy. Like, Nipsey shit went crazy, but a nigga like Migos, they shit gonna go wild when they pass. Michael Jackson shit probably went crazy when he passed. That's all we heard for a whole month was Michael Jackson. And no matter where you went, when he passed. So, ain't no telling how much money they making for the from the death. And you know what I'm saying? Like I said, when they're alive and they're signed, they're renting you. I'm renting you out right now, nigga, and they making more money off of you than you making off of you. Hey, man, they they, they, they pimping them. You know what I'm saying? It essentially is what it is. I, one, one more thing I wanted to throw in there uh, that just came to mind is, if I'm not mistaken, they're supposed to change the way people are paid off streams, which is another reason why I think they buying catalogs because – there's been a lot of, you know, uh, uh, you know, words in the air, you know what I'm saying, about, uh, you know, lawsuits to record labels because streaming is a new thing relatively. And um, a lot of people who were kind of, who contracts were kind of grandfathered in to the streaming world, it didn't include streaming. So it's a lot of older artists that are drawing up lawsuits because, Either they should be getting compensated more money for streaming because it wasn't in their contracts, or uh, they shouldn't be getting streamed at all. Because, I mean, if if that wasn't in my contract and y'all still gonna make more of the money off of it, then shit, either give me what I'm owed or don't put my shit up there. You know what I'm saying? Because right, right, that makes sense. It wasn't. It wasn't. It didn't exist when 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 we started making music. So y'all can't draw up a new contract that I didn't sign to make money off some shit that y'all don't have uh, the right to do. Y'all got control of it, but y'all don't have the right to do it because it wasn't an original contract. So I think that's another thing. I believe Joe Budden mentioned it maybe uh, sometime last year about how they, uh, how they were, um, um, I forgot who was working on it, but it's supposed to be more money going out per stream to artists. You know what I'm saying? I, I believe it's something they've been working on for a while, but I don't know the details to it. You know what I'm saying? So that's another thing to keep in mind, man. If we ever see the price of streaming going up to these artists, then you, that's another reason why you got to factor in why they're going to be buying these catalogs up because, shit, you go to paying the artist some, some cents to, shit, 80, 90 cents a stream, that's, that's 
Come on, man. <laughs> we, we know how Come much on. we know how much views are worth, man, because they charge niggas a dumbass amount for a ten second video during the Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? Halftime or whatever. So we know how much that that shit is worth. So the streams is it just don't add up to, uh, you know, views like from advertisement, like the money that people will pay if a million people play this one record. Like we don't know how much that shit is. Like, and it's hard to put a number on it. So I don't I don't know if the record label ever gonna lose in that situation when it comes to streaming because I don't think you can ever be able to analytically find out, like, how much money you making per stream from this artist. You know what I'm saying? Right. No, that's a fact. I, I feel like, man, if if there is some type of system, I mean, with this system that is in place, there should be some created for people who are independent because they should see more money per stream because, as far as I know, these streaming prices – were put together by the record labels and the streaming platforms. Like, I don't think not too many other people were involved in the situation. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like if you're independent, meaning like you really like just uploaded the music yourself to be put on digital platforms, that should be a different um, scale. You know what I'm saying? For how they should be getting paid. You know what I'm saying? It shouldn't, they shouldn't automatically fall under what a record label you know what I'm saying? Uh, made the basis price for streaming for their artists. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like off the rip, independent people should be getting way more money. You know what I'm saying? Because it doesn't even make sense. Like, it's not even, you know what I'm saying? I can't even fathom how that could be factored in. You know what I'm saying? And they weren't they weren't uh, at a label situation, you know what I'm saying, to be getting the same price as what some of these artists on labels are getting. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's wild, man. But we ain't gotta we ain't gotta uh, stay on this topic too long, man. I just wanna open people's minds up on what's going on, especially if y'all making music and you got a dream, you chasing a career, you know what I'm saying? Just keep this in mind. You know what I'm saying? Do it independent if you're gonna do it. If the partnership work, make it work, but know your shit. You know what I'm saying? Cause streaming Ain't no more CDs, ain't no more tapes, you know what I'm saying? You need to know all of that shit and all your business, man. Big facts, big facts. But uh, lastly, you know what I'm saying, I want to change speeds or whatever because you, you had brought up an interesting topic earlier. You said a co-worker mentioned something to you about Donald Trump. I want you to elaborate on that. Yeah. Uh, I was having, no, it wasn't a co-worker. It was a, one of the delivery drivers that was dropping some uh some freight and shit off or whatever. But somehow we got on the conversation of Donald Trump, like he just recently tweeted talking about the police or somebody's coming to arrest him. And uh, <laughs> he wants he wants his uh, supporters to come uh, protest or whatever. And he was right. just saying, like, uh, he was talking about how people should go protest because he believed that Donald Trump is the greatest president of our lifetime. And, and that got me... <laughs> and they got me to thinking, man, because you know we not old, we not young, but we not old. You know what I'm saying the presidents we seen, like you said earlier, uh, Obama, Trump, uh, Biden, um, Clinton, uh, George Bush. Am I forgetting somebody? Uh, Clinton, Bush, Obama, and Trump. Uh, yeah, you said my Yeah, yeah. 
and, and you know, and I got to thinking about all all those presidents in my lifetime, and I'm like, you know, <laughs> should I say, like, is he is he number one out of all of them? Like, would I want him representing the country like over my nigga Obama? I can't say that. You know what I'm saying? But as far as getting shit done, it, 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 you know, taking care of business, doing a lot of what he said he was going to do, like, it's, you know, I, I feel like he did a lot of that, man. It, I can't really say what Trump fucked up when he was in office, but I can say a couple things that even the presidents I looked at, you know, I hate to say Biden. I, it's hard to say he fucked shit up because uh, he only been in there a couple years and people saying that he's just getting like the, you know, the backlash from Trump presidency or whatever. You know what I'm saying? And uh, Obama, I feel like I can't really remember like what he ran on because I feel like I only voted for Obama because he was black. But I don't know if he did anything that was super duper duper important. Not that I can think of. The only thing I can think of is the LBGTs. He did a lot for that community. So you know, uh, if if I had to say, man, like Clinton did some wild shit. George Bush, man, he got the towers. He called in the towers to get taken down, like. Trump might be there, man. You know what I'm saying? It's between him and Obama, man. I'm only sticking with Obama because he's black, but <laughs> I, I wish, you know, Obama was, I wish Trump was, you know, I wish Obama was Trump, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Essentially, like, in the black body. You know what I mean? Like, himself, but Trump mentality. You know what I mean? Like, right. but yeah, I, I say in our lifetime, as fucked up as it sounds, like, I guess, yes. You know what I'm saying? Oh man, Trump is dope. Oh no, I, I, um, let me see, man. Like you said, man, when you think about Bill Clinton, as far as for for for, for me and you, our age, um, we knew of him, but we didn't know what was going on when he was in office. Exactly, we just knew of what we heard. He got his dick sucked, smoked weed, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Just all the shit that 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 uh favored niggas. You know what I'm saying? It, it was shit like that that made people feel like, man, Clinton, man, that that nigga probably cool to hang with, you know, shit like that. You know what I'm saying? As we got a little older and our like teenage years, and that's when we got exposed to, you know, Bush J. R. You know what I'm saying? And he was just an idiot. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it wasn't hard to be a better president than him. You know what I'm saying? Then you get to Obama. And I agree with you. I had just turned 18. You know what I'm saying? First time I could vote. I voted for Obama. Um, I did it because he was black. That was the campaign that was being pushed, though. You know what I'm saying? For anybody who was young and impressionable, like, at the ages we were at, you know what I'm saying? That's that's the agenda that was being pushed amongst the black community, you know what I'm saying? It was, that was, like, the biggest campaign from black people I've ever seen in our lifetime was to vote for Obama, you know what I'm saying? And vote, get out and vote. You, you. I was trying to get in the office. It was all right, man. Y'all got to get out and vote. 
Diddy coming out, vote or die. I'm about to run through the city. You got to vote. You know what I'm saying? Everybody out. You know what I'm saying? So for black people in the black community, it became a black thing to vote for the black guy. You know what I'm saying? Now, when you scrutinize his politics and some of the things that occurred, you got Obamacare. You know what I'm saying? You got, you know, like you said, uh, uh, LGT. I mean, I don't know how that benefit black people exactly, but I mean, he did shit for them. You know what I'm saying? But what we were looking for from the black man was to look at the black people, which he didn't do. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like that's the smear that Obama gets. You know what I'm saying? When it comes down to it, because we put him in office, expecting him to be black. We didn't expect him to come cater to us and put it in our hands. But we expected to see some benefit of being black with a black president in our country. And I don't feel like we saw that. You know what I'm saying? And then you get to Trump, which is interesting because as he divided the country, he also shook up the country. And it came at a time where it was needed. You know what I'm saying? That's all I was going to ask you. you think, why do you think that was needed before you get into what you were about to get into? I feel like it was needed because after Obama and the whole campaign of, you know, him providing hope to America again, I feel like we didn't know where the world was going to go after his second term. Because for black people, it felt like this is the best that we're going to get it. You know what I'm saying? And it wasn't like life was the greatest. It just felt like life was the same with a black nigga in office. You know what I'm saying? Nothing really changed in a black person's life, in my opinion. You know what I'm saying? But I just, I guess you, you could almost feel a sense of pride feeling like a black man ran the country. You know what I'm saying? You but think that, that pride was worth it ain't worth what Trump did as far as financial. Do you feel like it was a huge difference financially with Trump in office versus Obama? Like, well, that's what I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say this. I feel like it's perspective because I feel like not not necessarily from the eyes of a black person, but from the age of a person in America. And I feel like with our generation getting to the age that we're at and and um grasping some type of uh some type of uh and grasping more interpretation for what politics is and how it affects our lives, I feel like, like it opened us up to think about what's really going on. You know what I'm saying? It, it caused us to stop looking at who's the face and what's happening. Like, what are they doing for this country? What are they doing for the country's people? You know what I'm saying? And I feel like the thing about Trump that helps so many people get won over by him is because I feel like the pandemic favored his... uh, his his term, so to speak. Before the pandemic, those first three years, or whatever it was, yeah, before the pandemic, yeah, the first three years, he wasn't getting no good reviews like that. You know what I'm saying? 
Now, I'm not saying he still wasn't putting things in action and putting things in place that benefited us. I'm just saying that it was a lot of divide happening. It was a lot of, you know, police shootings going on. It was a lot of bullshit that uh, affected black people in a very negative way. You know what I'm saying? But the pandemic, when that happened, we saw his actions clearly then. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was a difference between the stimulus package Obama put out and the, and the stimulus package Trump put out. You know what I'm saying? Trump was giving people real money, like real money, like thousands. Like, hey, you get a thousand every week. You get two thousand every week. You get ten thousand back on taxes. You get an extra two thousand for every kid. Uh, you get a relief for your small business. You know what I'm saying? Uh, these HBCUs can get some money to uh, rehabilitate. You know what I'm saying? It was things that started coming to light right before he was about to leave office, which is what a president usually does. That was bigger than other actions that we've seen for presidents. And that's what I think people are stuck on because that's the last impression of Trump. You know what I'm saying? No matter all the bullshit that was happening, when it came down to that last year, when it's almost time for reelection, and some actions need to come. He ain't just lower gas prices like other presidents do. Nah. He was giving people money, and that is a big deal for a people in the country that struggle and work so hard for the little bit that they do have or for the amount they do get. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's small or big. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like that left a lasting impression on people as to why they feel like he surpassed other presidents, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? I can't give him the GOAT title. Who do you, think, he, who you what, think in your lifetime was better than Trump? Which president? I, none of them. I don't, fuck all of them. Man. <laughs> fuck all these niggas. God damn it. Ain't none of these niggas good. I mean, ain't none of these niggas That's what the man said. He, he's the greatest president of our lifetime. Who do you think is the greatest president of our lifetime? I mean, I'll put it like this, man. All presidents going to do fucked up shit. All of them going to do something um, um, that benefits who is supposed to benefit for them. You know what I'm saying? But um, hey man, I, 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 man, I'm being honest. I can't give nobody to go to. I don't feel like anyone came in office and did um and did the things, I'll put it like this. I haven't got a chance to see the president that I won't get in office. You know what I'm saying? Because I want a president that's strictly for the people. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying say, say yes to everything. That's not what I'm saying. Everybody got to hear no. Everybody got to, you know, be realistic. But I feel like the major things that needs to be done I don't feel like no president has accomplished that. But I will say for Trump, I will say for Trump, just like you said, the things that he said he was going to do, he did them, good or bad, and bad being 80%, you know what I'm saying, of what he said he was going to do, but he did that He shit. did a lot I, of them. Like, he did. I respect a, that. A lot of shit. I respect Like, that. going past, like, you know, shit that Obama couldn't get past. Like, nigga, fuck y'all. I don't care who voted. Like, this shit is happening type shit. Like, Trump was a real nigga, man. Like, and I'm not trying to cape for Trump, you know what I'm saying? But 
I feel you. The man was a man of his word for the most part. He probably bullshitted a lot, but a lot of the promises that he made, like he he did that shit. He stayed true to it, and that was only four years. If he would have had another four, nigga, a, a lot more would have got done. I'm not saying I want Trump to be our president, but I want somebody with Trump's attitude and with our skin complexion as our president. You know what I'm saying? And I don't think nobody with our skin complexion can move like Trump move. You know what I mean? Only a white nigga can move like that. That's just a fact. Now they That's trying, a fact, now man. They, now they trying to jail my nigga, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, Trump did, did something smart, man. He said, I'm about to go be friends with somebody who kind of our enemy. Russell, what's up, man? I need y'all. I need y'all to back me up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do some shit, goddamn. I'm going to do some shit. Right. And, and, and he did that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like I say, man, he... He put a lot of money into the economy at a time where it was needed. You know what I'm saying? Even though the pandemic was bullshit, you know what I'm saying? Facts, facts. For, for, for what people have been, for what black people have been asking for for so many years, we finally saw a pebble, like a ripple, you know what I'm saying, in the water, or something that could have been done, you know what I'm saying, to help us, uh, get to a level, you know what I mean, where we should have already been, you know what I'm saying? Now, granted, a lot of people took the money that they got and wasted it, you know what I'm saying? Hey, a lot of niggas got them PPPs, man. I, I was too pussy to get one, man. I regret it to this day, man. <laughs> but a lot of niggas walked away with about 80 to 100 bands, man. Hey, they broke today. I don't know how, but a lot of niggas, hey, you know what I'm saying? They got two checks down there, like 50-50 type shit, you know what I'm saying? Shit is I could go back, man. I'd have got that one in. I could go back. <laughs> so you would have got the least got dumb. Least. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I, 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 I feel like, man, it, it's crazy, but that's the type of shit that we wanted. You know what I'm saying? We just, a lot of, most of us, you know what I'm saying, who got it didn't know what to do with it. You know what I'm saying? They didn't know how to manage money. Nothing changed because they got money. They just blew it. You know what I'm saying? But, I know, it was some, the I know point some niggas that, that flipped it the right way, though, man. That's still, like, oh, that's a fact. you know, that's made a living off that, you know, that loan, essentially, because I'm sure it's got to be paid back. They said a lot of people's not going to jail for that shit. So if I, if I would known it was just a loan, nigga, I would have got that shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> for real. But a, a, only the people that got over a certain dollar amount, I think it's like over a quarter million that they're coming out of it. I don't know nobody that got that much. I know I know a few people that got at least a hundred because they got like forty and forty or fifty and fifty. You know what I'm saying? Because a few people got that shit twice. You know what I'm saying? Hell yeah! I, I pussied out both times. I'm like, nah, man. I ain't the government, man. I, st- I ain't fucking with the gut. But I should have trusted Trump, man. I should have trusted Trump. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's going to be the new campaign slogan, nigga. Trust in Trump. Trust man. in Trump, you know In Trump, we trust. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, I put it like this, man. I, I, like I said, I can't get nobody to go title. I just feel like Trump did shit that he said he was going to do. And when we talk about, you know, money and reparations and all the things that we're owed from the, the backs of our ancestors, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, that was a pebble that finally came down. Now, I went to everybody, but... At the same time, it finally equally went to us as well. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like nobody got no more than the other. It was like everybody got nice amounts of money, whether unemployed, whether PPE, whether taxes, you know what I'm saying? 
those t- from 2020 to 20, I'm going to just say them two years, 2020 and 2021 was, was, was good years in terms of the effects of what Trump put in the atmosphere. Now, like I said, it was all a plan because now we're going through all this high interest and, yeah, you know, inflation and all of that shit, but rich definitely at got the same rich, time, though, a lot richer, you know what I'm saying? Oh, that's a fact. Way more richer, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, it's like, you know, that, that, it was shit like that, that the material, materialism of money that gave us hope because that's what black people understand. You know what I'm saying? We understand what we can see. You know what I'm saying? And seeing us get money, seeing money hit our accounts, you know what I'm saying? It 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 definitely can sway the judgment of a lot of people into who we had in office. You know what I'm saying? So I give Trump a little bit more credit than I feel like some of the other presidents that we mentioned. I will say that. I will give him a little bit more credit. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like whether white or black it's a certain way you got to move as a president that everybody ain't going to understand. You know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes I, like, you know, and people, you know, everybody ain't going to agree with this, but sometimes I think he did fucked up shit because he knew he had to, to pander to, to white people to get them to be on his side. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like how we was just talking about the music industry and how you get a white person who wants to become popular so he may do a feature with the Migos or he may do a song over a kind of hip hop beat. But then later on in their career, you see they shift away from that once they become bigger. You know what I'm saying? I feel like Trump knew, look, I've been around rappers and entertainers, you know what I'm saying? They know who I am as a businessman, but I'm a popular person amongst this crowd. So I feel like he kind of felt like he had black people in a sense, but he didn't know if he had white people. So I feel like he did bullshit to pander to get white people to be on his side. And that wasn't a, a hard task, just be a little racist. You know what I'm saying? That's that's what that, that's what lies within a lot of white America. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like what he did on the other side, because we're used to racism, that ain't nothing different. What he did on the other side, as far as, like I said, that pandemic, you know what I'm saying? people finally saw something different from a president that we hadn't seen before. You know what I'm saying? And that's something that made people change their minds about who Donald Trump was. That's just my opinion. Yeah. So, <laughs> I feel like you still ain't gave an answer, though. <laughs> you know what I'm who was the greatest president throughout your lifetime? Man, I ain't answering that. <laughs> just because I, I refuse to say Trump, man. I refuse to say I can't do it. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to just, I'm going to give him the nod over a couple of things he did <laughs> over other ones, man. But fuck all of them, man. But like that, fuck all of them niggas. Ain't none of them my goat as far as presidency. You know what I'm saying? Right. But, uh. We had a guest with a comment that said day-to-day impact is most influenced by local government, not the president. What, what do we say about day-to-day impact? I mean, that's facts. You know what I'm saying? We know that. You know what I'm saying? But it, it's still a scope of what the government can do to um, help the people as a collective. Like I say, knowing that there's a lot of black people with small businesses to give, to put programs in place to help small businesses 
in turn helps black people and other people who are involved in small businesses. Like a president can't literally come down off the, you know, the, the throne and say, I'm only going to help black people. They can't do that. You know what I'm saying? So I understand that part of it. At the same time, it's still supposed to be some type of overall, you know what I'm saying? Um, something like that that's done overall for the equality of everybody in this country. You know what I'm saying? You can't keep giving tax breaks to the Republicans and, you know what I'm saying, everybody else is living within a, a democratic confine. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, we got to make this shit make sense. You know what I'm saying? Local governments do decide the shit that goes on day to day, but everybody getting their money from the government. <laughs> you, know? you know, they say the money coming out of our checks, you know, the, the, the taxpayers is going to the firemen and government officials and policemen and shit. You know what I'm saying? But when some real money to come through the pipeline, they they going to the, the motherfucking Fed. They going to the government to beg them like anybody else. You know what I'm saying? Ain't nothing, ain't nothing too different. You know what I'm saying? So it is what it is at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? Still a pipeline. You know what I'm saying? Still a pipeline. Right. Agreed, man. Agreed. We only got, well, I only got 1% left on my phone, so we don't have to cut it short. We'll cut it right here. You got any shout outs, though? Shit, man. Shout out to everybody black and that's doing it, man. Shout out to 19 Keys, man. Keep giving us these, keep giving us these high-level conversations, man. I'm loving it. Keep it coming, man. And shit, you what, know, keep holding me out here. Where do you follow 19 Keys, man? Where do you listen to this shit? On YouTube. Go on YouTube, type in high-level conversations with 19 Keys, or just type in 19 Keys and it'll all come up. And he's always talking about you know, what we need to be hearing on a day-to-day. We kings, we black, you know, we got superpowers, you know what I'm saying, and how our everyday lives show us that, and it, it relates to that, you know what I'm saying? So, you know what I'm saying, shit like that. Shout out to oh, oh, yeah, man. Buy gold, man, buy gold. Don't ask me why. Buy gold, buy silver. Buy gold, buy silver, you know what I'm saying? I feel like you broke it down in the last episode, man. We know the, the value of the dollar is going down. It's about to be non-existent, man. So, yeah, try to put your money in something that's, uh, you know, sustainable. But uh, shout-out to my brother, man, my brother Boomba, man. Him and his wife just announced they got another baby on the way. So shout-out to them. Congrats, man. New bundle of joy, you know what I'm saying? We got Congratulations. Any, we got an emo shout-outs. Uh, shout out to shout out to you know our other podcast members, man. They still around, man. Shout out to Loka, you know what I'm saying. Shout, shout out, out to Bell, man. man. Shout out to Lope, man. Shout out to uh, damn. Let's talk T, you know what I'm saying. Shout out to them. They popping, you know what I'm saying. Right, most definitely. Shout out to them. The sister podcast. Word up. Word up. Uh, Shit, that's what I did. Tell people what you listening to nowadays, man. Other than Joe Button. In, in 19, man, you talking man. about podcasts or music? Both, you know what I'm saying? Shit. Man, music, man, I still go back to the old school, man. I, I like uh, Lil Wayne's uh, latest track with Swiss Beats, Can't Nobody with DMX talking. I love that. I think that's hard, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I don't know, a lot of people just been dropping singles. I ain't really delved deep into no projects like that. But uh, shit, as far as podcast, man, JBP, man, JBP, real, 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 real fan, man, real fan. 
Yeah, shout out Joe to everybody, Button, man. man. Shout out to our listeners, our viewers, man, our supporters, man. Really appreciate y'all holding on strong. I know we went on a little hiatus, man, but we, we coming every Wednesday again, man. Make sure y'all stay tuned for sure. Peace. Yo, 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 this is the Hood Spit, boy. Hood Spit.